Well, we're drawing to the end of August. September is just round the corner. And during August, we've been focusing on the letter of James, a letter that has challenged us uh, and I hope encouraged us. I must admit, the first Sunday when I began that series, I did wonder why did I choose James? But as I've reflected and worked with that letter, I found huge challenge and encouragement within it. And one of James's big themes is prayer. Praying with faith, with fervor, with compassion. That verse that's on the screen from James 4, verse 8, God is full of compassion and mercy. If we hold on to that, whatever our praying is like, whether we struggle with it or whether it comes very naturally, if we hold on to that reality of God, full of compassion and mercy, then our prayers will be of value. Well, one of the things we've been encouraging passers-by to do over the months of lockdown and the pandemic has been to tie a ribbon on the front gate. And uh, we've had to refresh the, uh, the bag of ribbons again and again. In recent weeks, it's been left empty, I'm afraid. But lots of people have value that symbol of praying for someone. And who those prayers are for, we, we don't know. But God does know. And those ribbons, I hope everyone has a ribbon. Very good. We've been doing this at, uh, at Cause End as well. Tie a ribbon and pray for a person or situation. May God bless you and those for whom you pray. A symbol of blessing. And invite you to, to think about someone, some situation you want to pray for at this time. And hold on to your ribbon as a symbol. And I guess in a way the tying is a, a picture of connection of being tied together within the Christian family, within the human family, as children of God. Well, the next slide, I think, shows Cor's End, which has also had many, many ribbons. Uh, and at some point, I'm going to take off all those ribbons, and we can bring them and place them on the two communion tables as a symbol of the prayers of the people. Alongside the ribbons, oh, sorry, uh, <laughs> yes, just to say that spaces are important, places are important. So people walking past Trinity see the garden, see the notice board, see the gate with the ribbons. And equally at Corzent, people see the space that has been a place of worship for so many, so many years. And Corzend has been working really hard to make the grounds a 
place where people can come and reflect and pray. And it's been used during the lockdown very much by passers-by, just wandering into the churchyard and sitting for a while. And dear Dorothy, who gave so much, to, so much time to the restoration of the churchyard, who died early in the year uh, after a long illness, this corner was dedicated uh, last weekend in her memory. Spaces are important. This place, with all its history, is important. And we make a little corner of prayer at the prayer table and encourage people to leave prayer requests there. And hopefully we can use that more as the church reopens. But alongside the ribbons and the space, there was also the booklet. At both churches, we've had little uh, places where the booklet has been available about prayer, try praying, an initiative that's been around for a few years, encouraging people who have no faith experience to just try it, to see where it leads. Just try to sit and to sense God's presence. And even if you feel nothing, to offer that time and see where it goes. And again, these booklets have been taken and we try to refill as often as possible so that other passers-by can try praying. And then prayer and action. Dear James, early on, early on in the letter reminds us that prayer has to be linked to action. If we pray for those who are struggling to make ends meet in, in Wickham, those who are finding it hard to properly feed their families. And if we just pray, that for James is not enough. We have to act as well. And so these words, suppose there are brothers and sisters who need clothes or don't have enough to eat, what good is there in your saying to them, God bless you, keep warm, and eat well, if you don't give them the necessities of life? And one can has been one of the, the ways in which we have tried to, to live out that prayer, that blessing of those struggling in our community. And during September, we're going to focus particularly on food insecurity and our harvest at both churches is, is going to uh, be in aid of One Can and the Christian Aid Global Hunger Campaign. Also in September is a day of prayer organised by this church, by Trinity, there's lots to pray about within the life of our church and for our world. And I have a 
a list. It's beginning to fill up already, so thank you for those who've volunteered to, to give half an hour of prayer. The afternoon and evening are looking very blank, so if anyone can help give half an hour to pray, and we'll, we'll give some ideas and resources for that, then please see me after the service and do encourage others to get involved. Prayer. Sometimes it's hard going. Sometimes we're caught up in a sense of praise and it comes naturally. Our first reading is one of the stories that Jesus told to encourage the Christians that Luke knew to persevere, to keep going, and to know that, that God isn't ignoring us, but is full of compassion and mercy. And John is going to read from his seat, so let's listen for God's word. Chapter 18, verses 1 to 8. The parable of the widow and the judge. The parable of the widow and the judge. Then Jesus told his disciples the parable to teach them that they should always pray and never become discouraged. At a certain town, there was a judge who neither did God nor respected people. And there was a widow in that same town who kept coming to him and pleading for her rights, saying, help me against my opponent. For a long time, the judge refused to act. But at last he said to himself, even though I don't fear God or respect people, yet because of all the trouble this widow is giving me, I will see to it that she gets her rights. If I don't, she will keep on coming and finally wear me out. And then the Lord continued, listen to what that corrupt judge said. Now, will God not judge in favour of his own people who cry to him day and night for help? Will he be slow to help them? I tell you, he will judge in their favour and do it quickly. But will the Son of Man find faith on earth when he comes? This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. 